Yo. Yo, yo. Man, what's what's goody? It's nice and early. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I didn't get home till like 2.30 last night. Woo. Yeah, that Cleveland drive, boy. Yeah. You've been in Cleveland a lot lately. I have. I'm, I'm the honorary six-member Bone Thugs. <laughs> oh, they're definitely on the most disappointing albums list. Mm, Art of War was super trash. Just terrible. Just uh, terrible. Uh, oh, man. What was the, fir- was the first single of that, If I Could Teach the World? <laughs> yes, which in 1997 <laughs> didn't seem weird, right? Because no. it was... Yeah. It, it was a continuation of that softer Bone Thug sound, right? It wasn't out of left field, but if you listen to it now, it just sounds it like sounds the corniest right. song you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, because the record, their records that stuck, like none of their soft records stuck. Uh, Days of Our Lives, maybe. Yeah, that was that pre. That was the precursor for if I could teach them. That's world. right. That's that's what I that's what I remember. Yeah, but that song's amazing. <laughs> Days of Our Lives is incredible. Well, right, which is why, like, you're like, okay, I see what they're going for. But if you listen to it now, it's like, they really did this? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, wide world. <laughs> I could teach the world. And they were in the video, and they were wearing, like, all white, and they were, like, in the middle of, like, a rainforest or something. They really made a double album that had, like, two good songs. Yeah, lit- literally. Thug Love and what? Even that song was disappointing. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Thug Love was great for it's for a seventh grader. Thug Love was like uh, uh, hard in the paint in 1996. <laughs> oh, see, no, no, Victory was like hard in the paint. No, no, I'm saying like Victory did. Victory didn't make you want to fight. Victory made you want to like run through a wall. Those are very similar feelings for for, for me. Okay, okay. I will run through a wall and like accomplish things. Hmm. What about like, like what about like uh uh Rampage Wild for the Night? <laughs> run through the wall and fight someone. Yes. <laughs> run run through the wall on the way to fighting somebody. It, for there was an 18-month period where if Buster Rhymes was on the hook, you were gonna fight somebody. It was a rap. <laughs> it was a rap. Soon as, ah then it was <laughs> Yeah, ah <laughs> What he said. Oh, oh man. man. So this is going to be what our episode is. Yeah, we're just going, you know, it's a, it's a pre-Thanksgiving extravaganza. Okay. I, I'm totally cool with the, the clock radio. I was thinking of that in, in the bed this morning, like, what is this going to be? Something. You know. Okay. Things happening. Yeah, I, I didn't get to listen to the remix because when you sent it, I was, we were running behind and my girl had to get her daughter to her mom's house. And like, it was it's all good. It was, just, it was a lot. So I'm going to check it out today because I literally have nothing to do today but a little bit of homework and packing. Beautiful. Yeah, so I, I got you. Okay. Uh, let's just do everything like on the fly. Like all, yeah. of, our pre, all of our pre-stuff, what we're going to look at. Like I'm just going to pull Rap Radar up. Yeah, I got Rap Radar up. <laughs> and just let that be it. All right. Let's, uh, let's do it. Let me pull up Twitter on my iPad. All right, let's do it. You're selling, you're selling dope on the iPhone. I need you didn't send me your thing. I'm still, you know what the problem? It, it's funny. Um, I remember liking um, Mastermind more than Hood Billionaire, and uh-huh. yet it was easier. It was really easy for me to cut like the songs on Mastermind that I didn't like. Hood Billionaire was a little bit more like, well, well, let me go through Hood, Hood Billionaire real quick. Not that there's like a, a thousand. Oh, I take that back. I'm sorry. It was the inverse. Hood Billionaire was easy. It was Mastermind yeah. where I was like, wow. Okay, let's go through Mastermind. Yeah. Okay, so deluxe version. Yeah. So you definitely kept Rich's Gangsta on yep. yours, right? I like okay. Drug Dealer's Dream. Uh, is that the one where he announces the his ATM balance at the beginning? It's possible. Yeah. It's fine. Eh, it's okay. Uh... You I'm definitely torn. didn't keep nobody. I'm torn right? on nobody. He kind of kills nobody, I but know. like I know you you don't you don't like French disrespecting. Yeah, it's just awkward. It it's awkward. It's not even French. It's it, that was the end of the Rick Ross's the new Biggie era. Mm-hmm. You know what song really grew on me is "Devil's a Lie." 
That beat is hard. I was wrong on that beat. That beat was three years ahead of its time. Yeah, that beat is hard. Yes, it is. Uh, Mafia Music Three is actually good. No, I think I think Sizzler just throws me off. I don't want yeah, to any Jamaican. Uh, War Ready is crazy. I know you don't like War Ready. I don't Ready. like War Ready. What a shame I, is fine. What a shame is uh that's what the uh Camp Low hook right? I think so. Uh, Supreme is fine. Trash. Sanctified is amazing. Yeah, in vain is trash. Black and white is trash. It's trash. Sanctified is cool. Walking on air is cool. Yeah. Thug cries okay. Cry Blessing in disguise okay. Blessing disguise is dope. Paradise Lost is dope. Blessing disguise is a Scarface record, right? Yeah, that's a. Yeah. It's it, It's Rick Ross on a soulful sample, so like. There's so many Rick Ross records on SoundCloud that I wish he would move over. Mm. Oh man, that's the yeah, that's the real 1.5, right? Yep. I've never heard that song before. <laughs> okay. And then you know I got it, it's just him, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I could probably I, I can cut some of this. We can cut Thug Cry. That don't need to be on there. And what'd you would you keep from Hood Billionaire? Well no, Thug Cry's cool. Thug Cry's cool. Uh, I'm, I kept, I'm cool with I kept, that before Drug Dealer's Dream. I like Drug Dealer's Dream. Uh I kept Hood Billionaire. I like okay. I, I like Coke like the eighties, even though that's it's cute. very ignorant. Nah, it's dope. Uh neighborhood drug dealer. Oh, eh, that's okay. Uh, phone tap with the weekend sample. Eh. Uh, I like tra- Trap Love actually is good. Trap Love's amazing. It's one and of, of course, Elvis Presley Boulevard is just... Yeah, Elvis Presley Boulevard is crazy. I'm torn on keep doing that because the beat is really dope, but it's got R. Kelly. Oh. Huh. Who this? You're rich, bitch. <laughs> First of all, that intro <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> That's what I, that I was thinking about that this weekend. Like, yo, we really gave R. Kelly like 15 years worth of chances, and of, Kanye Kanye's getting like hanged for a hat. <laughs> like yeah. we can't, like we can't give Kanye no nothing. You know what it is? It's it's not. It's like it's hard to compare previous eras to now because a switch has been flipped. It's it truly like it, it's a it's a it is a um. It's sort of a trite saying, but like we just reached a tipping point in society and you can't look at all the chances we gave people before because you could also say there were rumors about Bill Cosby for a very long time. Also true. A very long time. But like, you know, Louis (laughs) C.K. Who. Right. Right. You know, uh, pleasured himself in front of women without their consent. Right. Right. Or King or with is, awkward consent, like right, Sarah Silverman right, did. Right, 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 right. Now he, you know, whereas like... He's, he's done. Right, it's pretty obvious, you know, despite what Bill and his wife want to say, like, Bill Cosby was like date raping and like drugging women to have sex with Right, them. right. And like, you know, there were, I mean, Her- you know, Hannibal Burris had been joking about it for a while, just decided to catch on. Like, I think we just yeah. reached the tipping point in society, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true. Kanye puts on the hat. On the hat says says yeah it yeah that's stupid though man I know stupid. although I, I hear he's upped his uh his merch quality so you know he's doing something I did hear that I heard that with the uh, Kitsy Goat that that set is um that set's on I, I meant to send it to you but that set's on YouTube I saw some of it yeah did they like dude did they um like stream that somewhere yeah they streamed it on the tubes of you. Oh, oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were going to stream all of Camp Flogna on YouTube. Otherwise, I would have car- carved out time to watch it. Absolutely. Or at, or at the very least, like figured my like hook my computer up to carve out time to record it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because exactly. I don't think you I don't think they have it like saved for playback on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, no, nah, they don't. People people recorded it and they're, yeah, they're ripping yeah, yeah. it. That's trash. OK, well, <laughs> Welcome, everybody. (laughs) We're going to start somewhere in there. I'm not really sure. You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. All right. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, uh, Welcome, everyone, to... (laughs) 
another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com has all, all of our previous episodes. Um, not SoundCloud because they're trash, but Stitcher, Facebook. I'm sorry, I just woke up, y'all. Um, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, The Streets, wherever wherever you are, that's where we are. Except for like SoundCloud, you know what's funny? I downloaded SoundCloud on my phone because, and maybe you can help me out with this, Doc. When I try yeah. to like, when I try to record, screen record, I can't, the, it doesn't capture the audio from my browser, but it captures audio from YouTube, from, from apps. From apps. Hmm. Not from the browser though, huh? Nah. Interesting. So I'm, I'm not sure what that does. I've I've looked up several fixes and none of the fixes work. So hmm. I don't know. So I had to download SoundCloud because I wanted to Oh yeah, when you when you did the Jesus remix, oh, I wanted yeah. to, you know, record a snippet for IG stories, which is where I live. So you should probably follow me on Instagram more than anywhere else. Um and yeah, it's kind of weird. But anyway, what's up, Doc? Oh man. It is uh bright and early Saturday morning, uh before Thanksgiving week. Uh and so we were we were recording a special uh, Thanksgiving spectacular for Clock Radio speakers. Yes, I have no idea what we're actually going to talk about, but we've got some we've got some ideas. But um, everybody can follow me on Twitter if you want at doc underscore beats s not a z. Um, but other than that, follow the show like Armand said. My voice actually sounds a little rough right now. I don't know if that's if it sounds rough. Um, I was um, yeah. screaming at at referees at a hockey game last night because <laughs> that's what white people do. Ah, <laughs> uh. oh man, refs are trash. I'm like, here, Doc. Yeah. Refs are trash everywhere. Refs are trash. Like, if you, if you, you know, I'm, I'm assuming a, there's a huge overlap between people who watch some kind of sports and who listen to this podcast, right? So if you think professional refs are trash, right? Now think about right. college refs, right? Right, right, like, right. <laughs> so, like, my, my, my school, uh, my, my, uh, my alma mater, plays in the best hockey league in the country but even those refs can be trash just just pure trash pure trash yeah, so just, and, and like the like you get paid to be trash i i get it it's like it's a it, it's one of those things where it's like i get it in that it's a um it's not easy right there's like thousands of fans screaming at you there's a lot going on like i'm not saying it's not easy but it's right. more like for all the money, never mind pros, right? I mean, it's crazy to me that they don't pay refs more and take seriously pro, you know, pro refs more. Like they should have like, I don't know, training academies and feeder leagues. Like they should really like, because if you have bad refs, like your product is terrible. But even for college, like even for college sports, like, I mean, college football and basketball make a lot of money, sure. But like big time college hockey is no slouch either. And like the fact that, you know, you're getting some like part-time ref who probably does something else for a day like that's not like his full gig or if it is he's probably not paid a whole lot or she's not paid a whole lot like they could do better there's so much money in college sports like have better refs come on y'all yeah make it their job but then i can also see them like completely moving to like a uh uh completely like what's the word i'm looking for technological system where, like, I mean, all we've got are for, cameras and for robots. Some, <laughs> like, for some sports, you can do stuff with that, right? Like, actually, we were talking about this last night at the game, Russ and I, like, because there was one point where, you know, it was uh, questioning, like, was the puck here? Like, did it did it go in or whatever? And Russ is like, they can't put a chip in a puck. And, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> right. I, you know, that's not a bad idea. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, even in, I mean, in basketball and football, it's crazy. There's so many, like, assistant coaches or whatever. But, like, I look at hockey and there's, like, four, like, three assistant coaches Plus a trainer. And I'm like, okay, if a school can put that much money into it in a big time hockey league, you're telling me that the schools couldn't like pitch in for like more money for refs. Like, do you, do you really need three assistant coaches plus a coach for like a 20 man hockey squad? Like what's going on? Basketball is even worse. There's like, you know, you've got like a big man coach for two big men. I'm like, really? So like, there's a lot of money is all I'm saying. But anyway, my voice is a little rough from screaming, but it was all good. It's all good. Um, We lost, but you know. The, hence why the yeah it's all okay. good i already knew what that was it's all good it's all <laughs> i knew good. what that was no that's real my but my my your voice, friday night my friday night was one of the greatest friday nights in the history of friday nights uh, um i went to cleveland to go see anita baker 
went with um, my lady friend and Taylor and his wife. And yeah, man, I've never been so disappointed and oh, no. could care less at the same time. <laughs> you were in the you were in the presence. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's so many records she didn't do. There's probably six songs that she did not do. Um, and and there was a couple of, I want to say, like, dry spots in her set. Mm. But she's doing two nights, which means that tonight's going to be crazy. Oh, so she's switching it up between nights, you think? I'm sure she is. Because, like, maybe halfway into her set, like, her set was really... Per- like, first of all, the the greatest takeaway from her show was that she was legitimately excited and joyful to be on stage singing. Like, you could just tell that she was just happy to be there. Um, and, like, really appreciative that all these people came out to, like, see her. And about halfway into her set, she just started freestyling. And I know sometimes artists do that, like, yeah, what are we doing? And, like, nobody, like, it's really, like, a, it's, it's fake. But, like, she was really taking requests from the audience. Like, yeah, okay, you guys want to... And I don't know who that wasn't... Like, the requests she was taking were songs that nobody else... Like, we're all up in the mezzanine, like, yo, sing You Bring Me Joy. And she's like, yeah, I'll sing Watch Your Step. Nobody wants to hear Watch Your Step. I've never heard Watch Your Step until last night. I don't know. I don't know. So that was, that was probably the biggest, quote-unquote, takeaway. Um... But I, I, I supremely enjoyed myself. I had a really, really good time. And I'm really kind of mad I'm not going again tonight. So that tells me that she has um, not just a band she put together for this tour, but like a band that she keeps between tours. Because yes. otherwise, they'd be like, what song? Yes. We haven't learned the parts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Those are clear. That's cl- clearly her band. Right. Um, clearly. And uh, so let me ask you this. Sometimes with artists who have a long discography, you get the tension between their classics uh-huh. and whatever recent stuff they've put out where they're, you know, they always feel like they got to do a song or two from whatever came out like last year or two or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that, was, was there any of that with Anita? Not at all, because Good. I don't think she she released a cover of Tyrese's Lately, like in 2013. Other right. than that, she hasn't really put out anything since 94. So, right. So it wasn't, it, it was like, if she was playing something, it should have been from the hits. Yeah, she should have just did her greatest hits. She'd been fine. That, get, that gets old though, I'm guessing, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. And again, that's like, if people... You know, I want to perform these these new records and people are like, yeah, perform Rearview Dashboard <laughs> or perform Genesis Revelation. And I don't want to. You know what I'm right. saying? But to to a degree, people paid their money. You you got to give them what they want to an extent. There has to be some sort of compromise. So I'm assuming that tonight, because she kind of went off and started taking requests and she came back in and then she did an encore. Her encore was three songs, which is actually fire. Um, and I, I could see her doing records that she didn't do last night's in the 100%. I feel like mm. tonight's going to be crazy. So I'm, I'm happy. I, I had to drive two and a half hours there and back. It's um, two and a half hours each way. Yeah. Woo. Yep. I mean, yep. I've done it. That's like, that's me going to New York for a show. Like I get it, but man. Yep. And I've done it. Tw- and, and when we went to the Browns game uh, on mm. Sunday, I, I had to drive there too. So I don't want to do any driving and I'm moving next week and my kids get here tonight. So yeah, literally this was the only time we could record this podcast. (laughs) So I don't want to hear, Hey, can you guys do like, I'm really sacrificing a lot to do this. So, but we, but we appreciate y'all listening. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I like how you cleaned that up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We definitely did the double heel turn from WrestleMania 13. It's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. So um, yeah, what's going on, man? What are we gonna talk about? I mean, so we had this whole uh, we had this whole sort of back and forth on Twitter with folks about disappointing albums. Yes, we did. Now, what was the spark for that? I can't even remember. Uh, you, it was your tweet. I'm sure originally. it was. I just can't. <laughs> and I and then I responded to it, and then like, yeah. So it was like a two day thing. Okay, there's yeah. yours. Blah blah blah. Outcast. Where are we? Oh, because it was it was oh, the- going. It was the 22-year anniversary of the Dogfather. Dogfather. Woo! 
You, should we just so we should definitely talk about disappointing albums today? Sure, sure. Um, we've got a couple new, like you know, some random news or things. Um, some new music came out that we could briefly talk about, even though we're not really going to prepare to give like full fledged like reviews on. Sure. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's we can we since you already brought it up, let's just go ahead and do the disappointing albums. This is an interesting. Like I actually I I sort of jotted a list down here. Um. It was an interesting exercise for me to go through because a lot of them were really from a particular there, there was like particular eras that really stuck out mm-hmm. right there was there was an awful lot in like 1997 to 99 which kind of makes sense because that's a huge transition period yeah right like you have you know we've talked about it ad nauseum on the show but east coast sound was changing a lot yep you know the south was having their first of many moments, but like on a national stage for the first time, really like played alongside on BET, MTV Jams, et cetera. Like um, not quite at the same level that it is like today, but like at a new level. So like there's there's all of a sudden this, like the sort of what we had, we had known in hip hop as, well, there's West Coast music and then there's East Coast music. I know everybody who's not, who, who's from the South or Midwest is screaming right now that they, no, no, we were around. No, I get that. I'm saying from like, the idea like on a national level and then all of a sudden oh there's other stuff and plus east coast music is going through a transition west coast music is going through a huge transition because yep. death row b- breaks up yep and so that they really of- don't and they don't and they don't rebound to what documentary uh west coast yeah i mean they had like little there's like nocturnal there's they had little uh, I mean, flashes you're, but from- you're forgetting dre's 2001 dre don't count that's because fascinating. that the reason why Dre doesn't count was because he's Dre. So look at the West Coast now with this like so, compare it's it's comparable and possibly even overshadowing the early 90s where there was N.W.A., DJ Quick, Above the Law, like all these all these different people were creating um, their own sound. But it, it still tied in together it was still universal versus. 2001 comes out and that's it. Yeah, for nobody a while, else that was really... that was the West Coast sound whether you liked it or not. And that was in I mean there were no other artists if you were coming out from the West Coast you had to come out under Dre. Mm. Other than that nobody was really giving you any plug. So now Game and I mean and even in Game Kendrick all these guys came out under Dre but now you've got artists who came out under them. You know, right. and then artists who came out under them. And I think Game Game and Kendrick, you know, kind of deserve a lot of credit for them. Nipsey just kind of came out of left field, even though he was under Snoop for a time. Like, so now you've got the under, like, it's just, it's just different now. And I love what the West Coast is doing. They just, they're all to themselves. And I really appreciate that. But anyway, to continue your, your, your point. Yeah. So like, I, I noticed a lot from that era, but then there was, you know, there were also, you know, some other ones that were scattered and I'm sure there are some that I'm absolutely missing. Um, so sure. how do you want, People do you just want to like start, like I name one, you one, we just sort of, we riff sure. and go. I, mean, I, I probably just, sure. I probably just end up going off of, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell a story and I'm probably going to get in trouble for telling this story, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, do we want to start with the dark father off- since that's what started it all? Yeah. 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 I don't remember anything off this album except for doggy land. Um, what was on here that I remember? Um, Snoop's Upside Your Head was a single. It's just not good. Like that, that was the indication. Snoop had to go down south to get hot. Yeah, now I need to look at this track list. Oh, man. Oh, did you, side, side, complete side note, did you see this clip about uh, Swiss explaining why he didn't put that Jay, Nas, DMX, and Jadakiss song on his album? No. He said that it would have overshadowed everything else on the album and that it just needs to be its own moment. This is the most rapper response. I wish you could see the look on my face right now because, no. Here's the thing. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. The song wasn't that good. <laughs> that beat was terrible. That beat is terrible. And, and given the social media era, people are going to rock with it for like three days. Right. Anyway, okay, Dogfather. What do I remember off this? I remember Blueberry was dope. Okay. Vapors was good. I mean, because it's a remake. Well, like, sure. You can't mess up that But, song. like, it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Doggy Land was the only record that I liked. Everything else, yeah. Blueberry was cool. I think Wake Up was okay. I think You Thought was all right. I, yeah, but this is me stretching. I know, I know. Nope. So coming, this is my point. I'm getting ahead of myself, but this was my point about, well, no, this is different from Outkast. Where Doggy Style, in my opinion, is the greatest hip-hop album to come out in the 90s. To go from that to this, like, I mean, it wasn't it, right. It was also the murder. Murder was the case that you know soundtrack. Yeah, right? it came out in ninety five. I want to say ninety four. Oh, hold on. Oh, let's see. <laughs> World. Hey guys, if you can't tell right now, we're not. No, it's okay. Like, we're we're riffing at all. We're riffing. Yeah, uh, you're at ninety four. Ninety four. It was ninety four. Okay. Uh, albums. Yeah, October ninety four. Oh, it's not on. Uh, that sucks. Oh, yeah. there's there's a there's a Boosie Thanksgiving and Christmas album. <laughs> Man, the things you find <laughs> on Apple Music. Yeah, man. Yeah, it 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 was like just he he had to go down, and even then, his first No Limit album, The Game Is to Be Sold, that was super disappointing too. Mm. Oh yeah, that was what was yeah, the what was the lead terrible. single from that? That was um still still a G thing. D P G. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, he didn't pick it up until uh Top Dog. Top Dog was dope. Yeah. Oh man, I'm looking I, I wish this was on I wish I still had a I mean, not that you can't recreate this by a playlist, but like I um I definitely bought the Death Row Greatest Hits double disc because I wanted the remixes on disc two. Mm, that's not on that's not on streaming no, services. No. So like it's yeah, what, got, what remixes are on there? Uh, Let Me Ride remix, Gin and Juice remix, the Who Am I remix, Nothing But a G Thing remix, I Get Around remix, a little Ghetto Boy remix. Oh my God, I need to hear. I, let me see if I can find that. <laughs> I have it on disc. I mean, I might have it on disc somewhere, but I, what do I even have that can read a disc? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Is that um, where we are right now? It is. But this also had Hit Him Up, and I don't think I had Hit Him Up at that point. Um, yeah, I had it on the, I had it on the uh, How Do You Want It? On the, the uh, CD single. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. I'm, st- I'm still looking, but okay. Well, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, where else are we at? Wait, hold uh, up. Yeah. Hold up. Hold Wait, up. Is it, up? Is it there? Um, no. <laughs> no, this wait, is, hold up. This is it's thrilling. It's Defro's Greatest Hits. Is it, the, is it the one with the, um, with the dude in the, yeah. in the chair? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it on Spotify, but it doesn't play. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't say these are the remixes or whatever. The remix. There's a whole disc two. Yeah. So disc and there's thirty. There's thirty three songs. But this is from two thousand and one. Is this? Oh, that's interesting. What's the? What's like track eighteen? Oh, a, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm tripping. Like I can't send this to you right now. <laughs> I'm trash. All right. Here we go. That was just from a Google, a Google search. Why can't I click this link? What is? <laughs> Sorry, you know what's trash is the new version of Skype. That's the that's the cover. That's right. Yeah. So oh, so everything on that on that second disc, those are remixes. Interesting. Like not all of them, but like the first like six or seven tracks are all remixes. Uh, hold on. Let's see what we got. And ironically, you can't. And I'm on my Spotify app. Yeah. On my phone, and I can't pull it up literally hmm. typed in death row greatest hits and it didn't show up there was some uh there was some uh rights controversies okay because snoop had yeah. just left death row when they put right. this out right even though there's a ton of snoop stuff on here so like I it wouldn't that. surprise me if like this oh, is only available like overseas bruh. or something you know we're stupid okay wait it looks like a lot of this stuff can't be played. Yeah. So it looks like the only thing that's available is Gin and Juice, Afro Puffs, Natural Born Killers, What's My Name, Keep Your Head Up, Ain't No Fun, Me Against the World, and that's it. Oh, man. And they also have Danny Boy listed as Danny Ray, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I got to find that somewhere. But uh, all right. Uh, so Dogfather, disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, extremely. Um. Um. There's some obvious ones. We could get them out of the way if you want. 
Yeah, let's talk about an obvious one because I have a I have a story and I think I think which I, all right, well, what do you got? So we're gonna start with Can I Bus? Oh my god! And I think we've talked about this on the show. I, did we talk about this on the Fuji's retro? It's possible. So, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Wyclef <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah, it's the easy. It's the easy thing to do. Yeah, Wyclef spoiled it. Yeah, Patriots was cool. Second round knockouts classic. How we roll is amazing. Give retarded is dope. Uh, Buckingham Palace is dope. That's it. Yeah, he was logging onto AOL on the intro. It's about right. <laughs> uh, I honor you is terrible. Hype Nitus is terrible. Channel Zero is terrible. It's funny. Channel Zero is funny. Oh, let's play it. Let's play it. Okay. 50 years ago, under the direction of President Harry Truman, and in the interest of national security, a group of 12 top military scientific oh personnel were established. This group primarily joined the army to desensitize us to the truth and to suppress the material evidence that our planet is being visited by a group of extraterrestrial biological entities called the Great. It was the classic sort of like the internet existed, but like yes. the idea, like. Wikipedia would have really helped cannabis out because he could have really cleared up a lot of stuff that's just like not true. But I don't know. People say a lot of stuff is not true now. We and we have facts online, right? So, you and know. We, yeah, and we're in the information age. Yeah, this this yeah. It, it's not it's not even it's not even the fact that it's wrong. It's the fact that like you are going out of your way to show us how smart you are, like with your terrible knowledge. Yeah. That w- that was the bad part about Can I Bust. And then Wyclef is like, all right, son, now you got it. Like, it just, him and Jerry wanted to have guitars and nothing else in the studio. If if Swiss has a bunch of drum machines, uh, Wyclef just has nothing but guitars in his studio. <laughs> Except if he you makes go in there and guitar. shout, play the fight riff, he just starts gently strumming. Yes. Can I Bust was terrible. We all knew it. But here, here's the here's here's the thing. So on the drive home from Cleveland, yeah, we uh, you know, my girl casually says, "Oh no, man, you know what album I really liked?" Oh no, I said what? She said 2000 BC. Mm, okay, and I said, I said me too. So we went back, and last night we skimmed through the album. Oh, <laughs> in 2000, I think all cannabis fans rejoiced over 2000 BC because we were like, this is what we were trying to tell you. But go listen to that album now. So it's hilarious and bad. Please tell me Life Liquid holds up. Uh, it does because Journalist is on it. Well, also, that's a dope beat, if I remember correctly. Hold on. I'm looking at the production track list and it should have been... Yeah. Yeah. First of all, this sounds like Yosemite Sam. This sounds like Elmer Fudd creeping through the forest. I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) Yeah, this beat is dope. Oh. (laughs) Yo, that, uh, (laughs) ah. That's all we were doing last night. We were like, ah, yo. Oh, yeah. Life Liquid is great. Life Liquid is the song that was that that must that must have like leaked before I can't remember what it was but like some some records leaked the original version of I bust I bust them you punish them uh, 2000 BC fu 100 bars couple records leaked yeah yeah it was 2000 BC and Life Liquid that were like I was like all right we're gonna be okay it's gonna be better at least yeah um oh man the Heatmakers produced the opening track 2000 BC sequel. Oh yeah, that sounds like yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a sample. And then Ty Five does 2000 BC. Okay, that sounds like a Ty. That sounds like a Memphis Bleak beat. Uh, Juju from the Beat Nuts does Life Liquid. So like, you know, he's got he's got some people oh, on here. And I was saying like, I thought that I thought that the budget was kind of whack. Um, but I guess not. I mean, Clue and Duro did I bust him, you punish him. Ty Five did clearly. Ty Five did Die Slow. Irv Gotti did Lost at Sea. Lost at Sea was my joint. But then there's nobody else I've ever heard of after that. Listen, Horse 
Hold on, let me horse play. mentality. Let me play this. Let or horsemen. Interlude. The well, both. Yo, the shit fucking assembling of these four niggas rekindling war. Seek the horsemen. We walk the planet Earth on all fours. Oh boy. This is the most 2000 thing ever. Yeah. Don't get beside yourself like clone twins in the placenta. Ooh, don't get beside yourself like clone twins in the placenta, son. You already said. Listen, I love Feral Munch, but there was there's some questionable. <laughs> Um, and then horse mentality was terrible. That is the most uh, 2000 thing ever, but also The Last Emperor Secret Wars is the most 2000 thing you've ever heard. Hold on. <laughs> the only Last Emperor song is the one that he did about him dying. Oh, Secret Wars. That I, I heard. That was, I was peak backpackery. Just, man. Hold on. Okay, I'm playing it. This uplifting. Oh my God. <laughs> experience. Uh, I've got something oh my important God. to tell you, man. The big story is. Freshman year college right here. This sounds like a doc <laughs> What if I had the power to gather all of my favorite comic books? Oh no! He's rapping about comic books! That's why it's called Secret Wars. Oh no. <laughs> Have you never heard that song? Never! Oh no. Unbelievable, yet as wild as it seems, the Emperor and Stan Lee will coach the two opposing Keep it clean, no bats, no gats, guns, or interference. Comic book characters will go head up with Yeah, man. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Stan Lee, by the way. Yeah. I, I totally. You were. Was, did, that, did that hit you? Uh, it didn't hit me. I was like. I mean, like, you were like, oh, man, that's, you know. That's yeah, terrible. yeah. Like, I was like, oh, it's terrible. But, like. Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, when is death not terrible? Right. It's not like um, I was like, ha ha. No. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. No, um, I, I asked like in the sense of your art. Would you consider yourself to be a uh, comic book, comic comic book? Uh, I was about to say Marvel, Capcom. <laughs> that lets you know. That's that's your How, view into, bro. That's all I have is Marvel vs. Capcom two and three. That's it. Uh, no, I don't. Was, I don't. I think I don't even own like a. I mean, I own the Watchmen like graphic novel collection, but I don't think I even own like comic books at all. I'm not really big in the comic books. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, people really. I, I, I didn't say anything, and I, well, I empathize because I know that's what's going to happen to me when Vince McMahon dies. You know what's going to happen? You're going to feel very torn. <laughs> you know, listen, I'm listen. All that is coming out now about Vince, I already knew. Vince has been racist for as long as I've been a wrestling it's fan. It's not even the racist stuff. Here's what I would say: like with somebody like Vince McMahon. Let's just say like here, like I, I see him as like, he is an iceberg, right? Like you think the 10% that you know is bad. Just imagine the stuff that he has paid to keep quiet. I always tell yeah, absolutely. F- two things. Number one, if you have not read his Playboy magazine interview from the 2000s, like it really gives you some crazy insight into his brain. Number two, look at the attitude era uh-huh. and look at all of the objectification of women that went on. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way that that didn't trickle into real life. He, no way. Yeah, he, he's got some secrets. No way. His whole staff has secrets. Pat, Pat Patterson uh, is, I mean, he's, he's come out since then, but it was always like a longstanding rumor that, that he was gay. But he was definitely like sleeping with wrestlers for more TV time. Mm. Like, And it's like just, yeah. Like people don't even bat an eye. The wrestling business is so freaking weird, man. Weird. And anyway, and his wife really thought that she could be senator, and like nobody really like thought, what's what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, because they're if rich anybody, and it was Connecticut, and they were like, meh. Did they? So like, what did the opposing candidate commercials look like? Was it like Vince in the ring? Was it him? Like there, there was know, definitely there, women there and, was definitely some of that. Okay, but. <laughs> They really straight up like nominated her and like really it was like a thing. <laughs> like did she did she lose by a lot? That's a really good question. Um I you know Connecticut is I don't know. I don't know. The if you listen to like national media they describe Connecticut as being like a safely democratic like state and that's mostly true but it's like a very sort of like rich people corporatized kind of like democratic sort of base right it's not so much like power of the people like pro-union like it's not like that that sort of part of the democratic party it's more like the you know we're friendly to business too but we 
you know, we're more socially liberal than socially conservative, like that kind of that kind of Democratic Party. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't that far off because, you know, she was uh, she was, you know, they were trying to portray her as sort of like, um, you know, like a moderate. But let's see here. She lost. Yeah, I know she lost. Can you tell me the how it went? Hold on. Um, yeah, I mean, she lost by like 12, 12, 12 points. So like, that's pretty, that's pretty legit. Wasn't that close. She okay. ran twice. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she did. That doesn't surprise me. She ran twice. Oh goodness. Um, and how did that go? Uh, and she lost by 11%. So yeah, wasn't really close. Wasn't close. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. Disappointing albums. Yeah. I mean, Immobilarity is an easy one. That was a layup. I've never heard that album all the way through. Oh. I've only heard Live from New York. I ref- you I bought refuse. it as a kid, right? No, because it came out the same day as 2001. Oh, man. I bought it. Of course I bought it. it of course you did. How, I mean. I don't blame you. Like, that's not a that's not a, it, a slight of you because nobody knew. And you know what the thing is? Like, Live from New York clearly didn't sound exactly like, you know, RZA and that kind of era of Wu-Tang, but it wasn't but it, like... It sounded like 1999. Right, it did. It sounded like 1999, but it wasn't like... When we... I don't know, like, like, when I heard Snoop's Upside Your Head, I was like, something's really wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, Live from New York was kind of like, okay, you know, there was a lot of music like that, like, um, went, like that was November. Yeah, like the end of 99 there was a lot of stuff going coming out so like it was, yeah absolutely I, you yeah. know that was the era you were i mean you talked you talked about this uh, i think last episode where it's like you you, you needed three singles yeah. to buy now no yeah no not, not in 99 oh. that was that was like 94 95 yeah like 99 also you know that fourth quarter stuff i'm showing up with yeah. you know christmas money the day yeah. I, you know the on the 20 26th of of december or whatever going to yep. the to the uh to the bx on base and i'm just like yeah all right what am i buying yep. yep absolutely absolutely well you know in 94 again in 94 95 i'm 10 i'm 11 so i don't have my own money like so i have to when i ask my parents to buy something yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. it has to be something i really really want versus in 99 like you said christmas money however lunch money like you had a you had a little more independence with with your funds, so yeah, I no, nah, I didn't buy. It. I was like, nah, I'm good because what happened was again, Source Magazine, two thousand one got four and a half mics, and Mobile already got three and a half, mm. and I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna trust it. Mobile already, oh man, it's an acronym, is it? I move don't more officially by implementing loyalty and respect in the youth. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, Jesus. what a disappointment! Like, Oof. the the Pete Rock uh, beat sneakers was okay, but like Oof. they were really pushing American American Cream Team. They really were. What was the record off the Funk Flex? Um, oh my God, it was terrible though. <laughs> was it terrible? You're talking you're talking about off of the tunnel? Yeah, I think so. Hold on, uh, Funk Flex. Let's. Was it Volume Three? Hold on. Well, Wu Tang had Bang Your Hammer on Volume Three. I don't know if they had a no. But they, there was if, oh no, this is the one I'm thinking of. I think uh, oh no, they, uh, Volume Three was yeah. There was something on Volume Three called uh, Wu Tang Cream Team Lineup. <laughs> Ray okay. Deck Method Man, but also like you know Baby Thad and Chip Banks and <laughs> Chip Banks. Yeah. All right. No, these are these no, are easy you. ones that we're that we're knocking off here. Let's get a little more interesting. Weird. Okay, the firm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk the firm. The f- the <sighs> opening run to the firm is fire. Is incredible. Those first yes. three songs. Yes. Well, not three. Yeah. Not just three. The the run's a little longer. You think it's longer than that? Yeah, I think it goes to um, firm family. I think. Uh, hold on. Well, how do you feel about Firm Family? I mean, well, hold on. Uh, I like Firm Family. Hold on. Let me let me look at this track list. Um, Firm Family's. I, when was the last time I heard Firm Family? Um, I'll play it. Okay. Nope. 
Get you, I do not like that sample at all. So, isn't that Qu- that's Quincy Jones, isn't it? Uh, no. Uh, it's "Come On, Sexy Mama" by The Moments. <laughs> okay, that works. But no, I don't like that beat. I don't like that beat at all. But um, okay. But firm fiasco, phone tap, and executive decision are just like fire. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. And then it's just a aside and from then, Desperados, it is a. Oof. I'm leaving's not bad. I'm leaving's not bad. It's it's Nori. That's just a Nori record. Yeah. Um. It's Nori. But yeah. Oh man. You have Some like fiasco. Like we're Bruh. just we're just gonna. Far back as I can remember. It's an incredible opening. I always wanted to be in the firm. <laughs> this is such a 97 beat though oh it's so i mean it's fun you know um because you're really seeing like oh this is you see the link between this and 2001 yes all right okay all right thank you what is az rapping about <laughs> i was gonna say like i really wanted az to like skate on that though yeah he doesn't but he doesn't um that's a great beat phone tap is classic and is great um yep. executive decision is fantastic fire that, yeah, that fire. those strings are what is that yeah Hold on. oh thank know. you all right <laughs> copy paste <laughs> let's see if i oh can oh beautiful all right i'm queuing that up for later anyway um but De- and desperados of course is freaking fantastic cannabis yeah but like oh man so speaking of lead singles that like oh, cause people like firm biz it's so 97 it's so 97 i had the biggest crush and- on don robinson my god oh yeah that was a that was a problem <laughs> I was more I was more prone to Cindy, but yeah, Dawn, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, sh- I wasn't in retrospect when I go back and listen to Firm Biz now. It's not terrible. I don't hate it the way I did back then. I didn't hate it. I didn't. It was um, cause it was of the time, you know. It was of the time, exactly. Yep, Puff Puff had everybody sampling disco records. What's the? Is there a B side to this? Hold on. I mean, do you remember the Firm Biz remix with the world famous sample? Yeah. Fire. And then there was uh La Familia. I don't remember. Wasn't there a record on the on the Cormega bootleg? Uh hold on. Cormega. The the te- yeah, do I have a testament bootleg track list? I don't know. You got to. I mean, I I mean they basically released it, didn't they? Yeah, pretty much. There's just gonna be a lot of typing in this episode, y'all. Lots of typing. Um, you guys will be okay. I don't know if there was. Oh, hold on. I look. I love Discogs because they've got. Um, oh, this is just a white label from '96. Oh man, what I would do for this white label? Testaments, Angel Dust, Dead Men Walking, Crime <sighs> Connection remix with Mob. Mm. <sighs> mm. Oh my god. Goodness. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to find like a track list for the bootleg, but I don't know if I can. Cause I don't think there's a, yeah, I don't think there's anything. Was... I don't think there's anything firm related on, uh, on, uh, on his actual album from 2005 that he released. No. Yeah. Um, but like the whole middle section is just rough. There's like intros for songs that don't need intros. Yeah. Five minutes to flush is awful. Terrible. Yeah. 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 Throw your guns. F somebody else. I don't even remember what hardcore sound like. Yeah. So like, if you're doing, if you're, if you're skimming this, if you're, if you're trimming this down, sort of 2018 style, it's firm fiasco, phone tap. Uh, uh-huh. We'll say firm family, desperados, firm biz, executive, and I'm executive decision. Oh, an executive, executive decision. decision. That's sad. and I'm adding, and I'm adding the firm biz remix, and I'm adding La Familia, just mixtape joints, and that's it. I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, nine nine records, seven off of this album. Yeah. But that's my that's why it's disappointing. Nas, A Z, Foxy Brown. I know. Nature was no slouch either. He wasn't. Um, you know, granted, of course, we wanted Cormega. 
But Dr. Dre and the Trackmasters handling all of the production I know. in 97, that should have been a flawless album. There's no reason why that's not a flawless album. Well, there are reasons why, but there's no reason why. So I'm good. Okay, where else can we go? I got it. I got more if you want to keep going. Nah, keep going. You got it. Um, let's stay in the 90s. Okay. Uh, double up. <laughs> there was a there was a long ride back from Cleveland last night. I definitely played Get Ready. Oh no. <laughs> double up is terrible. Um, it's really bad. And again, another album that got two and a half mics in the source and I didn't touch it. Two I, two and a half. I never heard this I'm, until after the fact. Yeah, I went back and listened to it li- way later in life. Actually, like when streaming services came out, when Spotify first came out and I didn't know what to do with myself, that's what I was doing. I think I listened to this for the first time when we did our Bad Boy Retro. I can see that. Because it was really, it was literally, that was, you know, Mace, Mace had left and, you know, he ran to Atlanta and... People, it was kind of like the general consensus behind the album was like, leave it alone. It wasn't done all the way. Like, there was a lot of excuses with the album. I want to know why Get Ready didn't blow up, though. I can't remember what Get Ready sounds like. It's with the Shalimar sample with Blackstreet. Well, yeah. I, um, I'm looking at, it, I'm looking at these, at this production track, at these production credits, and there's no excuse for this album sounding as bad as it does. Yeah. It's a lot of Mario Winans, Ron Lawrence. Joe Hooker, Nasheem Merrick, D Dot. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I mean, there is a lot. So there was an era, like once you got to like 97, 98, if you if you checked credits as obsessively as I did, all of a sudden you started seeing uh prestige Vanderpool listed as a I hitman, remember that name. as a hitman producer. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. not my favorite, my preferred hitman producer. He he really indulged Puffy on his shiniest suit, like the shiniest of the shiny suits the shiniest is puff daddy and vanderpool always and there's a lot of vanderpool on this on this album but you know it's 90s hitman like it shouldn't be that bad and yet here we are that these are these are all easy layups though um born again <sighs> okay so the, here's where we define what born again is okay. oh well, i'm sorry what this is, is where we define what disappointment is i'm sorry i need to eat <laughs> um maybe i'm looking at this in hindsight, yeah, but like, was was Born Again highly anticipated? Probably, huh? As I'm thinking about it, here's what it was for me. It was like you know your guards up a little bit, but when Dead Wrong is your first single, I'm not gonna lie, I don't. Dead Wrong is amazing. I don't love Dead oh, Wrong like everybody God. else does. I know, I know. Dead Wrong is great, and so like when that's the first single, you know. You're and and yeah, notori- you know that notorious record. Which, by the way, I'll give you one hint as to who produced that. Um, Prestige Vanderpool. I, I, I was about to say Ron Osley, but okay. Yeah, yep. like I said, he really indulged Puffy on his shiniest of shiny. Um, and that's not that's not even good. Like, okay, so what's a really good shiny suit record? More money, Been more problems. The world? More money, more problems. Okay, so it's like because that work works once. Back in those days, what you would do is, is you would go to the well. Yeah, 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 as many times as oh, you possibly totally. could. Like this is this is, and I think that's probably what happened with Get Ready, because More Money More Problems is ninety seven. Get Ready is ninety nine. Mm. So not only is Puffy going to the well, everybody in urban music is going to this well. Yeah, totally. So by ninety nine, DMX it came out, and people were wanting more of more harder records, and here comes Mace. <laughs> smiling and dancing and we were like nah which is why like you know you hear dead wrong as the as the lead single and you're like okay like puff's gonna really do this but then you know that notorious record you know which is okay i guess um he was he was slow to give that lane up he, he was. was you're right but the the cash money song i i always loved yep um but then after that you know the beat to biggie is dope um, with Junior Mafia, I've never liked that song. I don't like the song itself, but I like the beat, and it's just you know like that. Like he got Primo for Meth and Red, and that rap phenomenon song is like, eh. That's right. You don't like that song. I, I always thought that beat was dope. Um, Dangerous MCs was okay. Mm-hmm. I I wanted. I really wanted to like tonight. Well, yeah. I really wanted to like if I should die before I wake. 
Yeah. I did like that. I did like that beat though at the time. I mean, at the time I liked the beat. You know, and you know what it is too? Like in retrospect, this came out just before Life Story came out with many of the same producers. Mm. That same kind of, they were going for like a, we're going to not sample as much, but still try to have it be like really musically rich with lots of strings and everything. Like I'm thinking mm-hmm. like if I should die before I wake specifically, right? Mm-hmm. But Life Story is just a cut above. Now, maybe it's because Black Rob was able to snatch the best of what they were making, but that seems like the inverse, right? You'd think that Puff would have been able to like get the best of the best from the hitmen for this, but mm. well, if if you're if you're working on an album for two years, well, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're working on an album signed to Bad Boy Records for two years, yeah, you're gonna pick up some gems along the way, and and Rob was smart enough to just pick up all his gems and keep them in his pocket. Oh, you want I love you, baby? Sure, right. Sure. I'll shave off. <laughs> we'll split that in half. Right. Um I got some more if you if you uh Go ahead, keep going. You can you can take the lead on that. Go right ahead. Dr. Dre presents the aftermath. Yeah, that was very I still haven't heard that I'm all the way through. It's really hard to listen to. There's like Yeah. So how do you feel about Ben there done that? At the time I liked it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. At the time I liked that and East Coast West Coast Killer. East Coast West Coast Killer is dope. Yeah, at the time I really liked that song, but nah, nah. Again, it got three mics in the source. Is that true? I think so. I wish there was a website, and I'm sure there's one that exists that has all of the mics archived. Mm, That would be. But I'm almost positive it got three mics. Um, yeah, there's just not a lot of good stuff going on here at all. There's like some really like some of the worst Dre songs ever are on this. What? Again, I haven't heard it, so what? I mean, Drape, like, I, I should say stuff associated with Drape. Like, what I'll say is, like, there's not a lot that actually has Dre listed even as a co-producer once you get deep down into the depths of this album. Okay. Which should have been a warning sign for everybody, right? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, oh, man, like. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this track listing. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Who's uh, Maurice Wil- Wilcher? Mm-hmm. And who, who's who's who? <laughs> yeah, it's just nah. a lot. And the, like you know, yo, Law Lyrical Assault Weapon is the most 1996 song title ever. Produced by Stooby Doo. I'm gonna. Say, I'm also gonna put Compton on that list too. I like Compton. It's not amazing, but mm. there are records on there that are fantastic. Mm. It's this. This album has like two maybe three like there's two songs in here that are really dope east coast killers east coast west coast killers and been there done that then there's mm-hmm. maybe another song that you can tolerate on here the rest of this is trash okay it's like whereas like compton there's not a lot on there i would call trash i don't know if there's anything on there that is as bad as two-thirds of this album it's still on the i guess that's where we look at disappointing yeah. because there's not a whole lot on Compton that makes me say, all right, like either way, like it's like sonically, this is all really good music, but nothing about it pulls me mm. in either direction. I get that. Because now I'm looking, I looked up Dr. Dre. So now I'm in this. Does Eminem have a disappointing album? Yeah, he's on my list. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm getting ahead of you. Go ahead. No, let's do it. Uh, Eminem Encore. Which one's on? It's the fourth one right after Eminem show. Okay. Then then that would. But what's on that? Uh, Mosh. With, uh, um, okay, I was in basic training when this came out. Yep. Puke. Oh, God. Big Weenie. My first single. Just Lose It? Yeah. Oh, uh, Behind Like That? There's some really bad stuff here. Really bad stuff. Oh, this is when... Um, okay, because I remember when those four Eminem records leaked. So it was we, as, we as Americans Love You More. Yeah. Ricky Tiki Talk. And then um, it was the Cannabis Diss, right? Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, that's the bonus yeah. disc. Yeah. But um, the first single was uh, Just Lose It. And we that's one of those where it's like, oh, I see. They've gone to the well one too many times. Yep. And then the second single was Mosh. Mosh isn't bad. It's not bad. It's just like it was slow in a way that like 2004 didn't know how to process. Yeah, it was it was plotting. Secretly, I agree with you there. the success of Like Toy Soldiers as a single kept this afloat for a very long time yeah 
that's nothing but a rehash of the way like Eminem had types of singles. Oh, totally. So 100%. the way I am, mm-hmm. like Toy Soldiers, yep. uh, Mockingbird, yep. which is another one on here. Like he has those deep introspective. Yeah. I'm looking on the Eminem show right now. Which one was that on here? Cleaning out my closet. That's what I was thinking of. Cleaning out my closet. Same type of records. Yeah. Ironically, those worked. Does that work? Let me ask you a question, Doc. Do you think those records worked because of, of quote unquote, white angst? <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit more context. Uh, what? Uh, like just the uh, angstiness of white people? Mm, let me see if I can, let's see if I can figure, let's see if I can pose this question. Like, okay, so this, the, the theory that almost like how Eminem was really popular in the early 2000s because he represented a, a group of a, dem- a certain demographic, not just, not just white people, because that's really general and, and lazy, but maybe it was like more of the angsty generation that's maybe like fans of Takashi now, where um, like, do, do those regular, like it's introspective, it's. I'm I'm leg- legitimately asking not to get you to a point I legit want to know because I feel like some people feel like that. I think I know what you're kind of trying to get at. I th- I'm 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 wording it very poorly. That's okay. I I think um I think there is something about being a certain age and feeling like every feeling that you're having right now is the most intense feeling you've ever had in your life up to this point. Absolutely. And identifying with music that goes along with that right everything yeah. has to be super intense whether it's yeah. the best or the worst or this is the you know this is the most crushing breakup i've ever had you know the relationship with my parents is the worst it's ever been because part of it is you know you have like 20 ish you know 15 to 20 ish years of experience to look back on you don't really know um right you know there, there, there's some of that i think um i th- hmm. i think there's always a i think there's always an audience for music that is angsty i think that eminem maybe not the certainly not the first hip-hop artist to ever do it but maybe the first to do it on with this level of success right sure and some of that is because he's a white he was a white boy so he crossed over in a way that was different like do you you know how much this album sold i'm gonna blow your mind are you ready what did it do this album sold over seven hundred thousand copies in the first three days Oof. It sold 1.5 the first week. Oof. And nobody talks about that ever. Yeah. 1.5 with weak lead singles. Yeah, with Just Lose It. Yeah. And Mosh, which came out just before the album came out. And that but that was that was also like um when it began when it became cool to uh not like Bush, right? Uh, it was uh, I don't know depending on where where you were standing it was cool before then but he certainly was a a a very prominent person to sort of speak out in that way and, and so let me ask you this uh, our political correspondent mm. clock radio speakers it's my official so title. how how come the Dixie Chicks kind of got like slandered for not liking Bush but everybody else was cool was it because they were early or was it because they they pointed out things incorrectly it's because they were making country Women. music ah uh, okay which is a traditionally deeply conservative mm. part of music got you right got the you. south is way more conservative than th- the rest of the country yeah and while country music certainly now and even then was worldwide and even global the heart of it was always in the south mm-hmm. and so remember this is also um we had even to this day, 9-11 really distorted what patriotism means, right? Mm. Um, events in American history have a, have, a, have a tendency to do that. You know, I think what happened, what happened with our country in Vietnam really gave rise to the idea that you need to, sh- you need to like appreciate the troops, but you can be mad at what they're being asked to do, right? Because like, as a part of the Vietnam protests, there was, you know, this sort of this idea that was out there that, oh, liberal activists are, you know, spitting on returning vets and they're turning their back on them. And, it, you know, there's still the, a myth to this day that part of why the U.S., you know, didn't win in Vietnam is because 
you know, the liberal protesters weakened our, our resolve or whatever. And so like American society coming out of that evolved into this sort of bipartisan across the board consensus where it's like, thank you for your service, but we don't want, you know, we have our beef with your, with, with your political superiors, right? Who've asked you mm. to go do that, right? And so after 9-11 for, and you know, that's lessened a bit, but like, especially those first couple years, I mean, it was like, you know, <laughs> wave that American flag everywhere, right? Right, absolutely, everywhere. Everywhere. And, um, you know, we all should have known better because we have a long history in this country of our of our government not being forthright with us about certain things and for having alternative right. reasons to want to do things. But like, yep. it was pretty obvious pretty early on. I mean, that they were on shaky ground to go to war in Iraq. And then by like 2004, it was like very obvious because yeah. like it wasn't quick and it did, had nothing to do with 9-11 and it became something else entirely. And yeah, you know, um, it was it was a weird time. And so that was also like for the Dixie Chicks to be anything less than, you know, because it's the idea of you're in war, right? Our country's at war. So he's not just the president, he's the commander in chief. Right. And so if you respect the troops when they're at war, well, you got to back the, you, when we're at war, you got to back the, the president. And it's like, well, do we? Because <laughs> right. like that becomes a problem when, well, what if you're always at war? Right. Like, what if the war never ends? Because how you, the war on terror is never going to end. How do you fight terror? <laughs> it's not a country. Right. Right. It's not like, it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, they all meet at like, uh, you know, a conference room at a, a at a hotel. Like this is an episode of The Wire and they're negotiating for the best rates on like grenades or whatever. It's not like you can get them all in a room to send out a communique that says we surrender. That's not how terror works. So right. if you're going to have a war on terror, well, then you're always at war. Right. So does that mean that you always back the commander in chief? And what right. happens? Like, it's a complicated thing. And so um, the idea of artists speaking out, you know, we still get the, we still get it to this day. This notion of like, just stick to insert your thing of choice, stick to sports, stick to music. Right. Um and uh, the Dixie Chicks, especially for being in country music, they really put put they really put it out there. Gotcha. It's not like okay. it's not like hip hop has a long and storied history with loving the president of the United States. Absolutely. You know, so I mean, while like I appreciate Eminem saying what he said on Mosh, it wasn't exact. It wasn't like taking a leap of faith or anything. Right, 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 right. We've always been quote unquote against the system, and even that's the other conversation right. that. We- we hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com. <laughs>